Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the All Nine Yards podcast. My name is Luke Lendler. I'm joined today, as I am every time, and as I say every time, by Caleb Arthur. And uh, and, and we're here to pick some games and make some predictions. It's a pretty uh, consistent thing we do on this show about every week. We always come here on a Saturday, usually a little earlier than this on said Saturday. But we pick some games. And, uh, and it's week 13 the NFL season. The Cowboys and the Saints Played on Thursday, the Cowboys one-handedly kind of dominated the game from the jump. The Saints made it a little interesting with Taysom Hill kind of carrying the offense and just doing as much Taysom Hill stuff as he could do. I mean, he was 19 for 41, but he also had 101 yards on the ground. It was nuts. But but after a little bit of a hectic Thursday game, we come to a Sunday slate that should be just as entertaining. I mean, we have I'm scrolling through the one o'clock games now. We don't have a lot that that should be blowouts. We have one that might be a blowout, um, maybe two. Uh, but Caleb, I guess we'll just, we'll start at this game that this should be interesting. And it's an AFC North contest. Between the Vikings. Um, it's the Vikings visiting the lions. These two teams played a very close game in Minnesota earlier this season. Everybody keeps saying with the, with the rash of upsets that have, that have come upon in, in these last few weeks. So there's no such thing as a divisional upset on the road. Caleb, does that ring true here? Do you think the lions can capture their first win or will the Vikings cruise and get that record up to 500? Yeah, this is a tough one because, like you said, I mean, they played really close last time. Vikings were kind of in control, but then the Lions came back and actually took a late lead, but the Vikings won on a last-second field goal. I I think the Vikings are going to win here. Um, Detroit, we thought Thanksgiving, we thought that was going to be their first win, and it just didn't pan out for them. They lost on another last-second field goal. How many games have they lost on last-second field goals this year? It's pretty pretty bad. It's pretty heartbreaking. Yeah, But um, I just... This, I feel like the Vikings coming off a tough loss. This should be a, a an easy bounce back kind of week for them. Um, I just I don't think that the Lions will be able to compete with the Vikings uh, as close as they did last time because doesn't really feel like that's the kind of thing that they can do. So I'm just going to trust the better team here with the Vikings and pick them. Yeah, that's uh that's probably a, a safe, smart way to go. Um, to answer your earlier question, the Lions have lost one two games off of last second field goal three games off of last second field goals this year it's the vikings the ravens and the bears they've also tied the steelers and then they've lost by like less than a score to the browns um and to the niners if you count losing by eight as less than a score but uh but yeah i think this game should be pretty interesting because like uh i mentioned earlier there really is no such thing as a divisional upset on the road that being said i think this will be a huge upset if the lions win um their, their win, I think if DeAndre Swift was healthy, I would be confident in them keeping the game close. But he's not. Um, and for that reason, I'm going to pick the Vikings. Again, I wouldn't be surprised if the Lions won here. I, I've said this since the preseason that I think these two games against the Bears and the Vikings at home in back-to-back weeks were their best opportunities at a first win. But the, the Lions just – I don't think they've, they've played – their only close game they've played at home this year um, was the Ravens when they lost on that record-winning field goal because the Niners game was really a blowout until the very end. And every other home game they've had um, has been very close to a blowout. I mean, the Bears game last week was close, so they've really had two games that have been really close this year at home. Everything else has been pretty close to a blowout, um, at least in their own stadium. So I'm going to pick the Lions to win this one. I think that Jamal Williams should be a very interesting fantasy play for all you fantasy owners out there because – he uh, he was getting a lot of volume with Swift out, so he should um, he should perform pretty well in this game, at least uh, on the fantasy side of things. But I think the Vikings probably win. I don't think they cover because I would never touch a spread as big as seven and a half in a divisional game on the road. Um, but I do think the Vikings the Vikings win. 
Let's see. We'll get to uh, to the blowout game next. I think a lot of people consider this to be the blowout game of the week, and it's showed by the second biggest line um, of the week, and it is the Colts visiting the Texans. Now, the Colts have kind of been a little bit of a renaissance these last few weeks after a lot of people, including you and I, Caleb, pronounced them dead in the water after their loss to the Titans. They rattled off three straight wins and kept it very competitive with Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. They now play a weak Texas team. They blew out earlier in the season. So Caleb, will Carson Wentz and Jonathan Taylor take care of business? Or do you think the Vikings could, not the Vikings, but do you think the Texans could spring an upset? Yeah, I'm just going to have to go with the safe pick here. I'm going to go with the Colts. Um, Definitely a a tough loss for them last week. Definitely kind of puts their momentum a little bit, but they are still very much alive in the playoff race. But I think if they lose this one somehow, then they're they're pretty much done. But um, I, I just don't see them losing that i mean they have not fallen victim they are one of the few teams that has not fallen victim to losing a game where they've been heavy favorites um they've taken mm-hmm. care of business against teams like the dolphins the texans the jets and the jags very very comfortably so it just feels like this is a team that doesn't really overlook opponents while they've had a lot of troubles in big games mm-hmm. um as far as taking care of lesser teams they've been exceptional at it so i think colts win this one easily to uh keep them alive in the playoff race yep i would agree with one uh with you on that one here i think this will be a kind of take care of business type game i think the colts are going to flex their muscles a little bit and just kind of run all over this texans team um that as much as i uh, I, I root for david cully i think they don't really have an answer for jonathan taylor right now and wentz will do his thing he'll he'll won't turn the ball over. Uh, he'll probably throw a couple of nice touchdowns. I mean, just the kind of stuff that he can do against bad teams. So I think this all this this game this has trap game potential. I will admit this has trap game potential. Um, you just played a really hard, intense game uh, against the Super Bowl champs, and then you have a short week against the Patriots on Thursday that could decide your playoff fate. So this is, I think, the definition of a trap game because it's on the road in the division. That being said, I, I am going to pick the Colts. Um, Will I pick the Colts to cover? I'm not so sure. 10 is big. But then again, I also picked the Texans to cover the last time these two teams played, and the Colts won by 28. So will I have learned my lesson? I'm not really sure because I'm picking the Texans to cover in this one. I think it'll be like eight or nine, just because I think the Colts might let off the gas a little bit in the second half, and uh, the Tyrod Taylor hive will, uh, will keep it a little close towards the end of the game. So there's $9 tickets. So honestly, uh, it's really worth it if you just found $10 on the street. But, but yeah, uh, Colts win this game, I think. Let's see, another 1 o'clock game. This time, let's, let's do one with a little better competition now. The Chargers visiting the Bengals 6-5, and five, visiting 7-4 and four in Paul Brown Stadium in Cincinnati. Bengals are three-point favorites. The over-under is at 50, which is close to being the highest of the week. Unfortunately, it's not. It's half a point smaller than the highest of the week, which is the Bucks falcons which we'll talk about next. But it's a battle of two young quarterbacks, both picked in the same draft class, oft compared, but they've never matched up in a game. Joe Burrow versus Justin Herbert. Caleb, who have you picked to win this contest? Well, I think I think it's very exciting. I think this is the game of the day right here. I agree. I really I do. Agree. I agree. Um, this is a tough one for me. This is I've looked at this stuff. I mean, this is a very anticipated matchup here. Um, but uh it, it really does. It feels like a coin flip one to me. Uh, Bengals, three-point favorites. Um, I don't know. I'd probably maybe take the Chargers cover there, but like I said, it's a huge coin flip game, but I'm going to go with the Bengals here, and the reason I'm going to go with the Bengals is because uh, the Chargers have one of the worst run defenses in, mm-hmm. in the NFL, and we saw that when they played a team like the Ravens 
um, how they just really got manhandled by him. And then the Bengals, obviously, last week, I mean, Joe Mixon was absolutely outstanding against a, a good Steelers defense last week. So I feel like he will be able to have a very good game against a weak Chargers run defense. And that's well, I think it's going to be very close. I do think it's a coin flip. It being in Cincinnati and the Chargers weak run defense against Joe Mixon is the reason I will be picking the Bengals in a really close one. Yep. Uh, you stole my chief reason, which is the fact that the Chargers couldn't stop the run all season, and the Bengals have shown that now, at least when the weather's cold in the second half of the season, they wait, the way they can win games is by leaning on Joe Mixon like crazy. I mean, we talk about um, last game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. He had 165 yards on 28 carries and two touchdowns. The week before that against Vegas, he had 30 carries, uh, 123 yards, I mean, two touchdowns. And then you see the weeks before that against Cleveland and the Jets. Um, he had 13 and 14, respectively. Didn't crack uh, over 65 yards in either of those games. He had two touchdowns in the Cleveland contest. But really, I think you've seen that the Bengals have realized um, that by pounding the ball with Joe Mixon, it opens up the deep passing game for guys like T. Higgins, who struggled in the first half of the year, but is now kind of coming into his own because they can't double him because they have to worry about Jamar Chase so much. It's really opening up other uh, good Bengals receiving options. So the Chargers uh, and Brandon Staley are going to have to drop a little bit of a defensive masterclass, I think, to win this game because while it will be very high scoring, I think the Bengals defense comes into the game playing a lot better than the Chargers defense. Um, I mean, come on. I know it's Steelers, but the Bengals did just completely shut down their opponents, holding them to uh, zero points until the second team came in. Uh, at least three points, I'm sorry, until the second team came in. Amen. With a pick six that shattered the longest uh, streak in uh, Bengals history of not having a defensive touchdown. So I think the Bengals are going to come in playing fired up. I think they're going to cover, but I think it's still going to be a one score game. It's probably going to be five or six. Um, but I think a late touchdown uh, from uh, said T Higgins will give the Bengals the win in a tight one. And will, do I want it? Do I want to proclaim this? Do I want to proclaim the Bengals are locks if they win this game? Hmm. No, I'm going to be mature huh? okay. and, I'm, and I'm not going to do that. If they win this one and then they beat the Niners, then they're locks. Then they're yeah, locks. I would agree with that. Um, agree with that. But they have to win this one and then they have to beat the Niners, which uh, unfortunately for the Bengals got flexed to 425, which gives the Niners an advantage, which is annoying. It means I can watch it in a non-Cincinnati market, but it's still annoying because it gives the Niners a, an advantage. But Bengals win. Uh, in this one, at least we both predict that to be the case. Now, the next one, Eagles, Jets, five and seven. Actually, I lied. I said we were talking about the Bucks and Falcons. So we'll talk about the Bucks and Falcons for the sake of the transition. This one is the biggest line of the week, as mentioned previously. It's 10 and a half, or sorry, not the biggest line. It's the biggest over-under of the week, as mentioned previously. It's 50 and a half. The line is 10 and a half for Tampa Bay. Um, Caleb, what are you thinking in terms of this one? I mean, I know the Falcons. I think I think people will consider them to be a little worse than their record shows, but they've beaten bad teams. They beat a Saints team that beat the Bucks the week before they lost to the Falcons. They're a cornerback. AJ Terrell is playing the best defense. I think a lot of people don't know. So, Caleb, do the Falcons keep this close, or what are you thinking? Yeah, you know, this is one where I, I, I don't know. I mean, the spread, I mean, I just would never bet a spread that big when, when you have a team that I think is at least, I mean, obviously I, I do agree that the Falcons are a little bit worse than their record would indicate, but if they're five and six, that proves they're at least uh, somewhat capable of a team. So I, I can never project them to get totally blown out, but I do uh, think the Buccaneers win this game. Uh, coming off, uh, you know, a very good offensive performance last week against uh, against the Colts. Leonard Fournette had an amazing game, four touchdowns. 
So I just feel like that's a little bit of momentum that they can carry over. Um, the Buccaneers, uh, Tom Brady especially, always uh, make sure he gets up for, for divisional games, takes them very seriously. Um, so while the Buccaneers, you know, they have a little little controversy right now with the Antonio Brown suspended, but he's been out with an injury anyway. Mm-hmm. So I don't really think that's uh, much of a deal. I just feel like the Buccaneers here against the not very good Falcons team take care of business. Yep. Uh, I think I would agree with that with the caveat that um, my bet of the week, ding, 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 is going to be the Falcons to cover um, because I think this line is just massive in a divisional game. And I know Brady comes out uh, and always plays well, but this Falcons team, uh, yeah, they got blown out by the Patriots a little bit, but they have been stingy at times. And I think they have the the offensive firepower to put up points and stay in this game. So I, I'm going to pick the Falcons to, to cover, but I'm going to pick the Bucks to win because, like, for the reasons you mentioned, they do have some controversy surrounding them. But like you said, Antonio Brown's been out. Brady always shows up, especially against Falcons. Sorry, 28-3, uh, to 3, am I right? But uh, but no, really. Um, I think the Bucks win. I think they get back on track um, after a pretty sketchy stretch for them. But I, I think they still are in not really the driver's seat but aren't in a terrible position for that number one seed in the NFC, just because everybody else seems to just keep beating each other up. So um, they just got to get past the Packers if they want to get home field, but we shall see, but I have them winning this game. Another team in contention for the one seed in the NFC, the Arizona Cardinals visiting the bears at soldier field on Sunday line, seven and a half. It's going to be a cold one out there uh, hovering just around freezing according to AccuWeather, but really Caleb, I'm expecting the Cardinals to, uh, to kind of, really switch it up and run all over this bears team. Do you think the weather gives Chicago an advantage or, uh, or do you think the, the Cardinals are destined to cruise? Um, I do think that the weather gives the bears a little bit of an advantage too, but honestly, I just feel like the, the Cardinals, I mean, they're finally getting healthy again. Kylan Murray's going to be back. Uh, Deandre Hopkins probably going to be back. Uh, had a bye week last week. So they this is a team that's getting a lot healthier. They are refreshed after their bye week. Um, so I just feel like uh, this, this just kind of feels like the kind of game that the Cardinals should be able to easily win. I get the weather. I get all that. I think that game will probably uh, – the weather factor will keep it kind of close. But I just feel like at this point the Cardinals are just too good, too good of an offense with people getting healthy uh, against the Bears defense that's underachieved this year. So uh, Cardinals, I think, are obviously uh, one of the top Super Bowl contenders this year. Um, so I, I think they will take care of business. Yeah, uh, I agree with that pick. I'm going to take the Cardinals. I kind of outlined it in my um, in my intro to the game, but I really don't trust the Bears at this point in the season. I don't even know if Justin Fields is going to play. Kyler Murray's kind of in good shape coming back from that injury. So I like the Cardinals. Now we go to the Giants and the Dolphins. This one I think could be a little closer than people expect. But, uh, man, both these teams coming off pretty nice wins. Dolphins are six-point favorites, too, is looking good. Caleb, who do you have in this one? Oh, man. You know who I'm picking in this one. Here we go. Caleb, the, the Dolphin week. fan, is back, baby. Never forget. Hey, they're actually pretty pretty heavily favored this time, so it's not it's not crazy. But, is, yeah, is, I mean, question, the Dolphins is, is, are on. Sorry, genuine question. Is this the first time they've been favored since for, – first time they've been favored all year? Or were no, they favored, they were favored in the Texans against game? the Jets. Oh, so they're probably favored against the – Texas. Okay, that's the third time they've been favored all year, but this is definitely the, the yeah. biggest they've been favored by, I, I would probably say. Yeah, um, definitely. So, 
We're going. I mean, they're on a what, you know, four game winning streak. That's pretty good. Um, five and seven. Technically still alive in the playoff race, although certainly uh, not a huge fan of their chances. But overall, I mean, the Dolphins, Daniel Jones is out. Uh, so they're going to have to go with Mike Glennon. I'm sure that one Twitter account or Instagram account or whatever. I think, it is I think it's will be the Instagram happy. account. But yeah, he's, he's yeah. going to be loving life. But um, yeah, overall, I, I just feel like the Giants have just not been able to get healthy all year. Dolphins are having a ton of momentum right now at home. Uh, two has been looking better. So uh, definitely going to take the uh, Dolphins here to continue their winning streak. Yeah, uh, I, I would agree with that one. I'm surprised the line is as big as it is. I guess it's because of Daniel Jones being out. Because if Danny Dimes is playing and this game is in, in New York, I'm picking the Giants probably 10 times out of 10 because the Giants have been sneaky that's good at home sneaky. this year. But uh, but unfortunately, that's not the case uh, for the Giants, at least. So I'm going to pick the Dolphins to win this game. I mean, we were memeing about it a couple weeks ago, but this Dolphins team, they're not in the playoff hunt, obviously, but they're going to get back to a respectable record. I must give you credit on that. Um, I think, uh, you, I'm, I'm sure you were, uh, you were a little scared. Your preseason prediction of 10 and seven would look super, super stupid around the time they got hooked yeah. by the Jaguars in London. Um, but ultimately I think at the end of the year, it won't look so dumb because they really, they have a lot of easy games. I mean, actually they don't have a lot of easy games, but they have two easy games back to back weeks. Uh, sorry, they have, sorry. They have a two, they have an easy game against the giants, then a bye, then an easy game against the jets. So um, I think this team should get to probably seven wins minimum. So good for you. Doesn't look too bad, at least in the long run. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to pick the Dolphins to win this game. I think Tua should play pretty well as he's been doing these last few weeks. I think Miles Gaskin should do a good job of running on a Giants defense that struggled defending the run last week against the Eagles, which made it all the more infuriating for uh, Birds fans everywhere that they didn't just keep pounding the ball. Um, but yeah, really, I think the Dolphins should win this game. Now we go back to the game I teased earlier. Eagles and Jets, five and seven on three and eight. Eagles, six and a half point favorites, playing in the same stadium they played in last week. And uh, Jalen Hurts, he's questionable, which is a little concerning with an ankle injury. Sirianni said he's not even sure if Hurts is going to play. But the line is still big, so I'm going to go with the Eagles in this one. Because, I mean, even if Gardner Menchu is playing, I still think the Eagles will win the game. Just because when Gardner Menchu is playing, that means they won't be throwing the ball as much. They'll be running it a lot more. And I think that's kind of just shown itself to be their recipe for success all year. I think the Jets, um, after a few random promising weeks, I mean, Zach Wilson's back. So you never, I mean, with Zach Wilson, I think this team always has a potential to beat literally anyone because Wilson's the kind of guy that can just get hot on like a random Sunday and just go crazy. But uh, for now, I don't think that's going to be the case. I think they're going to lose to the Eagles at home. Uh, and I think the Eagles will cover the problem by a touchdown. Kev, what do you think for this one? Yeah, you know, I, I want to pick the Jets. I do. Caleb, Caleb wants just... to pick uh, his, 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 first, uh, his first love, Zach Wilson. But, but... Yeah, no, I, I just can't do it. I got to pick the Eagles here. Uh, there's, they're just the better team. I think this is, well, obviously it's a must win for them if they want to stay alive in the, in the NFC playoff race. So must win game to keep your season alive. Um, the jets are not, I mean, they're the type of team that you would want to play in a must win game, I guess. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the jets have, you know, they pulled off a, you know, they've had a couple, uh, good performances this year, pulled off a couple upsets, but overall, I, I just don't love their chances here. Um, Eagles. 
I will admit, despite their loss last week, they're still quite a bit better than I thought they were going to be. I'll admit that. So uh, wow, I'll have to Eagles. I'll have to take the Eagles here, dude. I'm just going to trust them again. Last week they boned me. I finally picked them and they lost, but I'm gonna I'm gonna trust them again. Well, it's uh, it's fun that you say that about trusting the Eagles because because uh, it's it's nice they've really really come around because I still think this Eagles team has a good shot of the playoffs. I mean, obviously not as good as it was last week that boy oh boy that Giants loss was horrendous but uh but they have a like everybody's been saying they have a very easy schedule I mean come on if they can win this Jets game they have a bye and then they have Washington Giants Washington Cowboys come on man that's four straight divisional games um I I don't think they're they're dead in the water just yet (sighs) all right that is all the one o'clock games we got Colts Texas we got uh, Giants Dolphins we got Vikes Lions we got Cardinals, Bears, we got Bucks, Falcons, we got Eagles, Jets, we got Bengals, Chargers. Now we have to go to the four o'clock games. There's actually more than three uh, for the first time in a couple weeks. There's four. Whoa. But uh, but I think we could start with this one because it should be good. It's five and six on six and five. It's Washington against the Raiders. Um, this one is in Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. Uh, that uh, Two days after it hosts the Pac-12 championship. I'm sure that turf will be in great shape. But, but yeah, really, I think this one, hmm. Should be uh, should be a pretty close game, but I'm gonna let Caleb. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you pick first because I'm intrigued to see which way you're gonna go with this. Yeah, this one this one is tough. Like this this is a really really tough one. This is a coin flip one. This is huge for both teams, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Raiders. It feels like are in a little bit worse of a spot just because uh, the AFC is gonna require you to have more wins to get in than the mm-hmm. NFC. But, um, you know, the Raiders, you know, they do. If they can win this one, then I think you have to look at them and say they have a shot. Um, Not a great one, but a shot nonetheless. Mm -hmm. But Washington, I mean, they are on a three-game winning streak here. Uh, Have a lot of momentum right now, very much in the thick of it. They're the seventh seed in the NFC right now. If they can win this one, they will be in pretty good shape. So, man, uh, this is a tough one. I'm going to go with Washington. Um, mm. it is, it is after Thanksgiving. I know the Raiders winning on Thanksgiving kind of pulled, hold, hold, hold off, held off some of the, uh, some of the jokes about a yeah, Thanksgiving a little bit. collapse. Oh, did, but, um, it's just, I, I'm still going to make them, man. I'm still going to make them. It's not going to stop me. If they win it, if they win this one. I'll stop it, uh, until they inevitably lose again. But for now, I'm going to, you know, keep making the jokes because I just think Washington, honestly, has got a lot of momentum right now. Taylor Heineke has played really well the last few weeks. So uh, I'm going to pick Washington here to continue their momentum. Yeah, Um, it's interesting you say that about the Raiders because, you know, how like there's there's this there's this new Spider-Man movie coming out. Marvel, don't sue me. But but so basically the premise of it is I'm sure you're a comic book guy, Caleb. But but for those listeners who are not. There's gonna there's like alternate dimensions, alternate universes basically on this like grand timeline. Um, that that actions in previous movies, because it's gonna take about three hours to explain how those actions happen, but actions in previous movies set up this this possibility where like there's gonna be like rifts in our timeline and these alternate universes are gonna come in. And one of those alternate universes, the Raiders are good on and after Thanksgiving. And I think we actually saw a blip of that last week. They were good on Thanksgiving. They outplayed a Dallas team that, yes, while hurt was was really i mean i think a lot of people thought was in good shape to not be the four seed in the nfc 
just things which the thing you don't want to be in the nfc uh, bracket other than like you know like the seven seed obviously but uh, and then the raiders won and it surprised me but now we're we're seeing i think i think i think we're going to see that that alternate reality go away a little bit and for the sake of this long-winded explanation i'm going to pick washington um, I just think Taylor Heineke, the fight in Taylor Heineke's are just going crazy. I mean, Heineke has this team playing incredibly. This is a, this is a world of momentum. And while the Raiders uh, winning on Thanksgiving garners them a lot of momentum, this Washington team has won three games in a row, one of which come against the Super Bowl champions, another one coming on the road against the Panthers, and the third one against a team that a lot of people had picked as, as a very strong playoff contender before the season. Now, all of a sudden, this team has game against the Raiders that could push them to 500. And then for all the talk of the Eagles easy schedule, Washington plays the Cowboys twice, the Eagles twice, and the Giants after this one. Like, I mean, one of those things has to give either the Eagles or Washington are probably going to take advantage and like sweep the other one. Maybe they'll split. Who knows? But I feel like Washington has to be feeling good about themselves. I think Ron Rivera has his team in a good situation. And uh, and Taylor Heineke's playing really well. So I'm gonna pick, uh, I'm gonna pick Washington to win this game, but it should be a good one. Now, uh, the second 405 game, Jags at Rams. This one has the biggest line of the week at 13. Rams at home, Jags on the road. Caleb, is there even hope for Jacksonville or will it be an LA blowout? You know, the uh, the Rams, they're on a three-game losing streak. It's true. So there's a little concern to be had. With that being said, this is absolutely a perfect game for the Rams to get back on track. Jacksonville, as we know, is not, not a good team. And the, the Rams, you know, I just feel like this is a, a good opportunity for them to kind of fit OBJ and to help him fit into their system, kind of replace Robert Woods. So I just feel like this is a really a game where the Rams can, you know, just get everything settled, settle down. There's still obviously a, a playoff team here, although the division looks like it's starting to get away from them. But it's still a good team. This is still if this talent starts to click, is definitely a Super Bowl contender. Um, so I feel like this is just, they need to calm down. They're at home against the poor Jacksonville team. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the, uh, the Rams take care of business here. Yep. Uh, I, I would agree with that. I think this is a perfect, perfect spot for the Rams to get back on track after a couple of disappointing weeks, Matthew Stafford can do what he's very good at. And it is beating up on bad defenses. And I think the Rams should win again. I'm not going to touch the line cause it's big, but the Rams should win. Now, this one, I think, has the potential, at least in my eyes, to be one of the toss-up games of the week, despite the fact its line is at four and a half. But the Ravens visiting the Steelers in Pittsburgh at Heinz Field. The Steelers are Steelers are three, two, one at home. Three, three, two, and one, because you know they had the tie. That just I think that's funny. But the Ravens are at three and two on the road. Caleb, it's a divisional tilt. It's December. Which way are you leaning for this one? This is a tough one because obviously the the easy pick. It is the Ravens, right? They're the number one seed in the AFC right now. Steelers are really struggling. Um, as we speak, just before we, we started this podcast, the reports came out that this mm-hmm. is definitely this is going to be Big Ben's last season with the mm-hmm. Steelers. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's um, that's probably a good thing, honestly. But yeah, I think it is. Um, they, I mean, I don't know. They don't really have a a plan for the future but um overall this is a tough one because like you said this is a huge divisional rivalry one of the one of the best rivalries in the sport um but i i just have to pick the wave and see you um i know the uh steelers 
got absolutely embarrassed last week. They're going to want to prove themselves. But despite the win, Lamar Jackson kind of also embarrassed himself last week. And I just I, I feel like he is the type of guy that is going to be bounced back. He seems like he, he's really upset about his performance despite the win. And he wants to get back on track. So I just feel like this is a great opportunity for him to, to prove himself still that he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league beating the Steelers divisional opponent on the road um, and, and remain the one seed in the AFC. So uh, despite that, I just don't trust the Steelers offense to put up the numbers that the Ravens offense, I think will. So I'm going to go with the Ravens here. Well, well, uh, I was about to think you're going to steal my reasoning, but you shifted it and you picked the Ravens. I am picking the Steelers. And as much as I have laid into Ben Roethlisberger, because I really don't think he's that good, and as much as I've laid into the Steelers team, because I still think they have a lot of flaws, Mike Tomlin always does well in big divisional games. He always does, apparently, except for against the Bengals, apparently. It's weird. But listen, the Steelers are in a situation where I think I think they split with both the Browns and the Ravens, and you know, when you split, you pick the home team. Um, so I hear what you're saying about Lamar. I think he'll come back, but I don't think he'll come back strong, but I'm, I'm going to pick the Steelers to win this game. And because of the reason you mentioned, because it's been announced that this is Ben Roethlisberger's last, or it's been reported that this is Ben Roethlisberger's last season in Pittsburgh. I think a lot of people thought that was going to be the case, but I think there's going to be an added emotional tension to it. Maybe he'll come out and play pretty well. Um, and ultimately I think Najah Harris should take advantage of some rough Pittsburgh weather uh, and should, and should kind of have a, a pretty strong game against this Ravens, Ravens team. So I'm going to pick the Steelers. I'm going to pick them to go six, five and one after this Sunday. And, and, and I think that this should be a good game. It won't be a super fun one to watch, but I think it will be close from start to finish. Another divisional game set at four twenty-five. the Niners visiting the Seahawks. Now the Seahawks kind of handled their business against the Niners um, earlier in the season on the road. However, they've kind of collapsed. Honestly, since that game has been the demise of Seattle because that pushed them to two and two, and then they lost three in a row, beat the Jags, and then lost three more in a row. So now, Caleb, the Niners are looking at this is like a trend of two opposite momentums. Do you see the Niners getting revenge on the road? What do you see out of this contest? Um, yeah, this is this is interesting because the Seahawks won their first meeting that was in San Francisco. So you'd have to think that they have a chance here, and they definitely do. Um, obviously I think with Russell Wilson, despite he's been in a little bit of a slump here. Um, I think when you have Russell Wilson, you always at least have a shot and, uh, against the team that they already showed they could beat this season. So, um, I think this will be a very close game, but I just have to pick the 49ers here. Um, I haven't really picked any upsets this week, but, uh, I, I just, I feel like this is, you know, just one way I can't do it. I mean, the Seahawks just, are, uh, everything is wrong with them right now. The offense is not clicking. The defense hasn't been great. Um, they just have, I mean, they probably have the worst momentum in the whole league right now. Um, it's just, it's not going good. And then the 49ers, you know, the 49ers playing good, good lately. They beat the, a, a pretty good Vikings team last week, beat the Rams uh, three weeks ago uh, on a three-game winning streak here. So I think the 49ers have, uh, a good momentum right now. They definitely look like they're going to uh, make the playoffs at this point. Um, I think a win tomorrow would just about lock them in, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I just don't – I can't trust the Seahawks right now. Their momentum is so bad. They've been playing so bad the past few weeks that uh, you just I, – I cannot pick them. 
That's fair enough. Um, I'm gonna agree. I'm gonna pick the. I'm gonna pick the the Niners in this one. I think if you ask me preseason, I'd say, oh, the Niners, the Seahawks, they'll split. And I think I'm gonna stick by that. Except it's gonna be an inverse of the split that we always talk about, where the home team wins both times. Because I think the Niners will win this. It's, it's it is a testament. As much as I've laid into Shanahan and laid into Jimmy G for not really um, performing too well this year, I, I will give them credit here. They really turned their season around, man. It really did. Mm-hmm. Even even after they lost to the Cardinals by 14 at home against Colt McCoy, they came back uh, the next game. They played fire up against the Rams team and they won by 21. They beat the Jags by 20 and they beat the Vikings pretty handily. Um, yes, it was only by eight, but the Niners kind of led the whole time. They're battling some injuries. Debo Samuel is going to be out this week, which is tough for them. But I, I, I trust Elijah Mitchell and I trust them to kind of walk all over this, uh, this Seattle run game. And I think it should push them to seven and five and lock them in for the playoffs. So, so good for the Niners. Um, they really, I think they really saved their season. Now the Sunday night game, 8.20 PM. Um, I'm going to go on a little bit of a rant on my half of this. So I guess we'll get Caleb to get his pick in first. So we don't have to listen to me the whole time. Caleb, who do you pick in here? Broncos or Chiefs? This is a, this is a very interesting one because uh, here, I'm going to, I'm going to say this though, before I make my pick, mm-hmm. I will say this. My my bet of the week is Broncos plus nine and a half. Interesting, okay? interesting. Now I'm gonna pick. Now with that said, I'm gonna pick the Chiefs to win here. Okay, but it is a it is a divisional game. The yep. Broncos have weirdly uh, been pretty good lately. They beat the Cowboys. They lost to the Eagles, but whatever. But they beat the they beat Washington, beat the Cowboys, and beat the Chargers. Three of their last four games. This is a team that's looked better. They're six and five, technically still in the playoff race, especially if they win this one. Um, so they got some momentum. I don't think they'll win it. I think the Chiefs also, we talk about momentum. They have uh, one of the best momentum streaks right now in the in the league. They are on a four-game winning streak, uh, yeah. and especially the last two weeks, they have looked uh, very good. Coming off a bye, too, Andy Reid has a very good record off a bye. This is a refresh team with a lot of good momentum. So while I think the Broncos are a, a good play here to cover nine and a half, I think that's a little big for a divisional game when the Broncos are a very capable team with a winning record. I, I do think that the Chiefs win here at home. Yep, I agree with that. And and I'm going to pick the Chiefs, get this out of the way. I, it's interesting that you have the Broncos to cover because I agree that line's a little big, but the Chiefs are at home, so I don't really know. Okay, here's the rant. Why is this game being played on Sunday Night Football? Like, I mean, I get it. It's a divisional tilt. It has playoff implications. If the Broncos win, they take the lead in the division, which feels weird to say out loud. But we both agree. I think, Caleb, I think we can both agree that the Chargers-Bengals game would be the mo- is the most entertaining game of this week. Yeah. Would you agree with that? It's like two high-octane offenses. Two high-octane offenses. Two defenses um, that have the chance for the big play but often give up a lot of points. Uh, it's two young quarterbacks slinging it with two great running backs. And it just, to me, it just sets up for perfect. That is just as many playoff implications as this, as this divisional game does. So yeah, it just, sure. it, I don't know. It annoys me a little bit. The, the, this was like the perfect chance for the Bengals to, for the for a Bengals game to get flexed. And instead they flex next week against the Niners. Boo. I don't like it. It's just, it's it, uh, at the risk of sounding like an old man. I don't like it. It bothers me. I mean, I don't, I'm not going to watch a lot of Teddy Bridgewater against Patrick Mahomes. Would I watch the Bengals and the Chargers? Would I watch Burrow and Herbert? Yes. Is that because I'm a Bengals fan? Yes. But Caleb, as a neutral, would you rather watch 
Herbert and Burrow or Bridgewater and Mahomes? Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. I think the best game tomorrow should be Bengals versus Chargers. I thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. I mean, I think the Patriots and the Bills, which we'll talk about in a minute, has potential to be the best game of the week. Just because. Yeah, that's why I specifically said best game tomorrow. Yeah, um, I think that has potential to be the best game of the week. But the best game on Sunday, I think, still think will undoubtedly be the Chargers and the Bengals. So I'm just, I don't know, man. I, I just feel like they could have, they could have, should have flexed that one. Um, just saying. Now, I mentioned it, Patriots-Bills, this one in Buffalo. This is for all the marbles. I think not for all the marbles just yet. That will be when they play in Foxborough. But round one of these two heavyweights throwing punches at each other. This one, this one's huge, Caleb. I think you got to have it if you're both teams because a, a Bills win puts them half game ahead in the division. A Patriots win, I think, all but seals the division. Caleb, what do you think? I mean, this Bills team has a huge game against the Buccaneers next week next saturday which is weird no I, i'm glad it's not saturday uh next uh next week but this this patriots one is is just as big what are you thinking talk to me here do you think you think in bills win you think in patriots win this is this this is tough right here yeah um obviously patriots man i don't know how many times how many teams we said have good momentum right now but yeah. um Patriots. Is there a team with better momentum than the Patriots I don't right think now? So how many have they I don't won in a row? Think so. one, three, four, five, six. One, two, three. Seven of they've won seven of eight. They've won six in a row. It's impressive. Yeah, they've won six in a row. Yep. Um, so yeah, uh that's that's they I mean, started two and four, now they're eight and four. Um, and look like honestly, if I were to release a power rankings today. Mm-hmm. I would have the Patriots as the as the best AFC team. Interesting. I really Interesting. wouldn't. Um, I don't know if that means they're going to make the Super Bowl, but at least at, in terms of right now, I think you would have to say they're the best team in the AFC. Um, but man, I'm I'm going to go with the Bills. I'm going to go with the Bills here. I think in the main reason this is kind of the the easy way out. But like I said, I think we both agreed that this is probably going to be a split, and well. When there's a split, the easy easy way out is to pick the home teams, and this one is in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess I will pick the the Bills here. They obviously Bills played on Thanksgiving, so they got a couple more days of rest uh, than the Patriots did. They're going Thursday to Monday, so that's a, a, a like a mini buy for them. So I just uh, I, I trust the Bills here to win at home. Josh Allen's actually been one of the one of the few young quarterbacks who's done pretty well against Belichick. So. Yeah, in a game that is truly, truly a coin flip, I will pick the home team here in the Bills. Yep, I would agree with that. Um, I think at the risk of agreeing on literally every single pick, save did we? For, I think we did. Save for the Ravens and the Steelers. I pick Steelers. You pick Ravens. Oh, Other yeah. than that, we agree on every single one. Um, I'm gonna pick the Bills. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be a little safe here. Uh, I, I agree with what you said about the Josh Allen against Bill Belichick situation, because really he does seem to have the most success. Um, against uh, Master Bill, but ultimately, I think the Bills will win this game. Um, I think they just at least with the given the situation, given the fact that oh my God, AccuWeather ain't lying. It's gonna snow on Monday night, baby. Oh, Let's yeah. go. We got to snow. I mean, there's gonna be little no accumulation, but it's still gonna snow. That if you bu- ask that me, Buffalo man, we'll it take it. Brutal down there. Love to see it. Uh, I, I'm a snow enthusiast, considering we don't get any here in Philadelphia. But yeah, I think the Bills win. I think um, Stephon Diggs is going to finally have a big game because he really had a great game against them in Foxborough last year. 
Allen should have a nice contest and the bills will uh, once again, reaffirm themselves as a, uh, as I think a, a contender for this, for this AFC birth in the super bowl and best team in the AFC East. Who knows? Cause I think these teams are really even, but I have the bills winning and, uh, and that's all the games. Wow. That's all the games. I managed to read a lot of schedules, I think. And I managed to save flex your muscles once. So I met my quota. Uh, but Caleb, is there, is there any last things you want to say to the people of America, the, the thousands that are listening? Sure. There, um, you know, it should be, it should be a good slate. I know also tomorrow as we're recording this, mm-hmm. we're going to do the the college football, announce the bowl games, all that fun. Yep. yep. Um, fun so as, as I'm recording this, I'm currently crying that Alabama is somehow beating Georgia. I thought we yeah, were done. It's not that. fun. It's not fun. But um, yeah, so somehow you'll know you'll know who won when this comes out. But but go Bulldogs and and go Bearcats. We want yep, Cincinnati yep. to win as well. Yep, so yep. yeah, let's 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 go. We support uh we support mid majors on this show. We do. That's this is a, this is a confirmed mid major enthusiast podcast. Yeah, you know me. I'm. I don't know if there's bigger mid-major supporter than me. Not even going to lie about it. Yeah, there's probably not. But, I mean, that's okay. That's a fun thing to brag about. But, yeah, I, that's that's good. I agree with that. I think this uh, this is college football Saturday. I mean, yeah, I had a basketball game today, so I missed kind of the, all, all the afternoon games, except for the end of the Oklahoma State game. Did you I win? Did you win the game? Uh, no, we lost by 15. It was big sad. Oh, but, no. Hey, we don't. Our school doesn't have a football team, and we played the team, and we played the team that does. And to me, that's a little unfair because all their JV players are like jacked football players, and all our, our mm. players are are not. Um, so yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, we 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 group we regroup. We come back Tuesday. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I was noticing that you know college football championship game, conference championship game Saturday is a pretty underratedly good day. Yeah, I like some pretty good football, like beginning to end. I would probably put it over certain NFL weeks. Like I probably, I probably put this one over honestly, most NFL weeks. Like I put it over like week six, maybe week 11. Yeah. I mean, obviously not week one or the last week of the season, but like somewhere in the middle. I like it. I like it. But yeah, that's uh, that's going to conclude the podcast. Thank you everybody for listening. Uh, for my colleague, Caleb Arthur, I am Luke Leonard, and we'll talk to you next time. Happy holidays. Yeah.